Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Yoni here, or Yo-Yo, from the Rock'em Nation podcast. Uh, we're going to get the show started today. We have a special guest. I got Mike on my left. I got Kyle Fleetwood on my right. I'm going to let Mike introduce Kyle, and uh, we're going to let Kyle give himself a brief introduction. You know what? How about we do a game of rock, paper, scissor for who does a Kyle intro? All right? You or Kyle? All right, let's go do it. Come on. One out of one? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Oh wow! They both got scissors. Okay, uh, Kyle wins scissors over uh, scissors over paper. So, Kyle, you want to introduce yourself today? Yeah, sure, man. Um, I go by the name of Kyle Genesis. Real name Kyle Fleetwood. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, to you. Yeah, shout out to the A man. Shout out to everybody in the A Stone Mountain specifically, Zone Six area, man. Um, yeah, just everything kind of just transpired into me going to play college football at the University of South Carolina. I played two two years of football there under the tenure of Coach Spurrier. That was probably one of the most remarkable years in my life. I know Clemson fans don't like that too much, but <laughs> but it was I can say Clemson. I never lost to Clemson, so I mean it is what it is now. But I never lost to Clemson. And that's all that matters. Um, then I I ended up transferring, moved to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That's where I played my last two years of football under the tenure of Coach Moglia. Shout out to Coach Moglia and shout out to Coastal Carolina University. Ranked um, top 25. Yeah, yeah they top 25, and that's huge. First time in school history. So, yeah, um, played football there. Ended up graduating with my degree in communications and minor in psychology. Um, didn't know what I was going to do for that little tenure of my life uh, between uh, college and the real world. So those, uh, I graduated 2016. And since then, it's just been me pursuing this whole, you know, DJ dream. So, nice. Wow. So, I mean, that's a huge transition, isn't it? I mean, that's a whole bunch of information right off the get-go. I mean, what, what made you what made you say, I'm, I'm done with getting banged up and I want to play with some, some engineering sounds and, and mix some music? Well, um, I've had my fair share of uh, different uh, experiences in life. Um, before college, like, I had, I had a heart surgery. So I really wasn't too sure if I was going to be able to um, play college football What's at your the condition? time. I had a, a condition called WPW. It's called oh, shit. Wolf, I know what that yeah, is. It's a, it's a Wolf-Perkinson-White syndrome. It's uh, basically, I just woke up one day and my heart had a regular uh, heartbeat. I had to have an ablation. And um, I was able to respond from that. Fortunately, thank you, God, for that. And um able to move forward. Uh, I Coming out of high school, I was a top-ranked safety in the state of Georgia, all state, all county, you name it. Um, and I had many of different offers, many different schools to choose from. I think my top three dating back in 2012 was like uh, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and Louisville. Oh, wow. Were my top three schools. And I just, I fell in love with South Carolina. Ended up going to South Carolina. Now at South Carolina, it was, a, it was an interesting tenure because I ended up going to South Carolina during their most competitive years. So wow. everybody in the locker room was good. <laughs> everybody in the locker room was, was a boss. I was on the team with Javian Clowney. Shout out to Clowney. Shout out to uh, Marcus Lattimore. He was on the squad at the time. They were just, South Carolina was was the elite yeah. Team in the at in the state of the time. And he, he also so. played with my cousin. Right, and I played with your your, your cousin. You want to hear um, something really crazy? Fun fact: How many people that you come across know what WPW is? It's rare, unless you know like 
what heart conditions are like unless you really study the heart or like you know um you know why i asked you that why was up i had i had a heart attack last year for go ahead bro i swear yeah last october last last september i had a heart attack on like september 4th or something wow yeah it's crazy because you said that like you never really because it's a very small it's a very unlikely syndrome and the doctors say you either experience it in your early years of your life or you're gonna experience it in your mid-tier later years in your life, and it's or just, like it's just gonna kill you, just, or it's and gonna kill you. You have no idea. You, you it's it's like, it, you'll be fine. You're like, mind you, I play football, and like I'm sure you've done many things in your life that's caused stress on your heart, whether it's working out or just. I was in the fire department when I was 20. And right, was exactly. So you're in shape, you know. Like it wasn't. It literally is one of the things where it just it's like a a blink, and you're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Like you you would have never known. What did you think? What what do you what for our viewers, actually, let's talk a little bit about it. It's like we're talking more personal right okay. now. So, like, what when you had your your, I, I call it a heart attack. It's a, it's a SVT. Your heart's basically rumbling. It's going so fa- so fast. And for those of you who don't know, you can Google uh, Wolf Parkinson White syndrome. Um, it's a condition that is actually a short circuit in your heart. So you have a hole in your heart, and every time your heart beats, it beats again. So imagine a NASCAR track and all of those it's guys nice. going shoo Imagine that going two times fast. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, what, what was it like? What it was, was cr- it was crazy, man. It was um, it was right after my senior tenure of 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 like it was maybe like a week after we got hit out the playoffs. So fortunately, good thing was I wasn't at practice or I wasn't at like doing football when it happened. I just remember vividly that day. It was like a week after our season was over. I was simply at home dinner time eating Chick Fil A with my folks. It was about six or seven o'clock. Next thing you know my heart just starts fluttering and that's that's in for, to describe i guess what the viewers or the listeners is it's it's more of like it's a very uncomfortable feeling so if you've ever some people have experienced their heart flutter and it just stops you know it's normal <laughs> yeah. but like imagine it happening over and over and over again and i expressed to my mom hey like you know something's wrong like Did you feel like heart. your t- your your, t- your chest was tight you chest breathe? felt tight you feel like you can it's hard to breathe you thought it was it's an asthma like, attack yeah right? you, you feel like yeah you feel like it's like and i'm and in my i don't have asthma but i would imagine that's what it would feel like, like that's what i thought was happening to me and i was taking an <laughs> inhaler but i didn't realize that i was actually exacerbating my heart exactly so yeah I, exactly i induced a heart attack by already having a heart attack right wow so your your experience might have been a little more Intense. Intense than mine because mine was intense, but it was you, you kind of induced it even more. Yeah, and I blacked out at a, at a red light. Like, yeah, I, I see, felt something, it, was yeah. Going, something was going off. Like, I just got off a film set. I might have talked about this on the other podcast. It might come out a few times. Uh, I don't even know if I brought that part up, but uh, it'll definitely come out a few times on our show. So I apologize in advance. But when I, when I had it, I was leaving a film set. We were filming a movie. We were producing, I was producing this film, and everything fell through at the end uh, due to whatever circumstances, but my health was a big issue within that that I had to pull out. And it was great. It's fun. I'm running on the treadmill doing my scene. Yeah, I did talk about it. And then ultimately, I just felt my tightness. So I'm going home, and I'm like, okay, I'm driving my car, and I'm like, okay, something's not right. I can't breathe. I start to look around for my inhaler. I feel my tightness, and I go, if I, I get it, I puff. I take a breath in, and I'm like, Okay, what's going on? Because it it's, it's not working. So I'm trying to relax, and I'm also driving. I'm like, okay, it's getting like I start getting lightheaded. I wasn't nervous because I keep myself very relaxed. I meditate very strongly, and I just started to feel like, what's up? And I took it again, and I took it three times. And by the third time, I took that puff in. I blacked out. My eyes went shut. But at that point, I was ready. I had a red light and put my car in park. 
So I put my car in park at wow. the red light because I knew something was wrong. So did way. people come and like age you at this time? Not like, yet. It was still a red light. I black out and I wake up and I didn't know where I was. For some reason, I thought I was in my house that I was in in the 90s and my living in my den. And I'm trying to figure out like I'm envisioning the den and I don't know where it's coming from. A subconscious memory maybe. And I'm looking and I'm looking at my feet. I'm looking at my car and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Where am I? What's going on? What am I doing? There's a light there. Okay, I'm in my car. Where the fuck am I going? I had no idea what direction I was going, and I'm trying to figure out any signal. So I'm on detective mode at that point. Right. And I, I pretty much started to look at the street sign, and I'm seeing where the cars are going, and I'm trying to like figure out what's going on because I didn't know I had a heart attack. Right. No idea that I, I, I should be in the ER 20 minutes before. Right. So, you know, I, I kind of winged it. I woke up. I'm like, all right, I think I'm good to drive. If I'm not, I'm pulling over. I'm not continuing. I'm calling 911. I got on, got, I made my way home by figuring out directions. Like, I'm just going to follow traffic and then I'll figure out where I am eventually. Wow. So you literally like mine whole kind of just like. I had no, had idea, no idea where I was, no on. idea what's going on. I knew I just blacked out. I knew something was wrong and I needed help. Right. And I knew, I thought it was something that will pass, but it just got worse. I got home, put on a, a nebulizer, which I never use. And that made it worse. And my wow. buddy who's a Marine, now a rabbi, came over that weekend and I wanted to host him. I hosted him. I said, I got to go to the ER now because I can't breathe. Right. Yeah. So that was my experience. Wow. And then I didn't yeah. know. I Yours was diagnosed was way that more I induced than mine. Like I, I ended up when I was eating and next thing you know, my chest was tight. I was telling my mom, like, hey, like something's not right. And she's, you know, any parent, you know, you probably eating too fast. You know, you heartburn. I'm like, it feels like heartburn. Like my chest is burnt. Like feels tight. Next thing you know, I go to sleep. I wake up in the night, bed's drenched. I'm sweating. I'm in and out. That's when I started experiencing in and out of consciousness. I'm in my mom's room like, hey, it's like four in the morning. She's like, I'm like, mom, I'm sweating. Like, it's not hot in the house. I'm sweating. I feel like I'm in and out of consciousness. I'm weak. Calls the nurses. The nurse is like, can you wait a couple hours so you don't bring them in during like these wee hours? So obviously with doctors and bills and stuff, it'd be cheaper if you just wait a couple of hours. Well, they, my mom ends up getting me under control with the nurse. Like they kind of was able to like keep it moderate, fortunately, because when we went to the doctor, they did it, uh, EKG on me and me, or, uh, that's the first yeah, thing they needed to EKG, do. They did that immediately and they, they instantly spotted it. You could see it yeah. with your, the irregular heartbeat on the, on the monitor. And he said, you need to go to a, a heart specialist. ASAP. That's what happened to me. They're like, they're like, have you ever had an EKG before? Right. I'm, I'm like, like yeah, no. why? Like, you were hooked up in there like the 50 cent video. Yeah. <laughs> like things all over you and stuff. And when the doctor, <laughs> I mean, you, you had the, the, you probably had the same reaction. I mean, mine was, I'm sitting up there by myself, not knowing what's up, trying to breathe. Cause I remember I walk into the ER and I'm like this. That's how it is. That's how it is. It's like, you really can't even really speak. Yeah. Literally, can't and breathe. they're yeah. like, "Okay, what's wrong?" They get me EKG, and then the doctor comes out, and he's like, "Have you ever had the EKG before?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> Why? He goes, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "Oh shit, something's up," because he's not telling me what's right. up. It's like we're gonna we're gonna bring you back, and we're gonna talk to you. It's like, well, by the way, you have this diagnosis, and like that's when it opened yeah, up. Like, that's what does this mean? Like, you have to have a heart procedure. Yeah. I'm like. I'm supposed to go camping next week. Right. I'm supposed to get on a flight in seven days to go camping. Exactly. Yeah, man. And, and that's how it's, it's, it's life changing. They, I ended up, long story short, they um, rushed me to a, um, I forget what hospital is. It's one of the best heart spots, hospitals in the country. They, they bring people there. 
And um, they essentially told me, and things escalated between yeah. that time. Of course, mind you, like it's just a, it's a your heart is so really a waiting. It game. just starts it's, going. It, it's just it gonna go. Its own it's, thing. Own, no it's like your heart and your brain they communicate with each other, but they're also like two of your vital organs that you can't survive without. If you think about it, it's kind of funny. You can't survive without a brain. You can't survive without a heart. And then, so like your heart is going to do its own thing, and because it's doing its own thing, your lungs aren't functioning. Yeah, your lung it literally it it controls it controls blood and where blood's going, and then things start to like feel like nauseous. So they put me in an ambulance, and we ambulance the next hospital. Um, they ended up seduce. They ended up sedating me, and they had to take me under. At least they seduce you. They, oh yeah, they seduced me. I was about to say seduce. <laughs> they had to sedate me, and they ended up putting me. They put me to sleep, and they had to end up doing the shock thing. They had to shock, like get my heart under control, because they was like, listen, like it's kind of getting out of like control. We about to put. They put the needle in. And what was scary for my mom is my. There was really no defined answer to what was exactly going on. Did they not know yet, or they knew yet? They knew, but they didn't confirm it yet. Oh, so you they, know? they kept so it they, quiet. They right? Knew. They knew, but they weren't trying to like keep it. They were trying to keep it under control, and they didn't want my mom to spiral because my mom and my grandmother were up yeah. there. You know, my dad would came along later after he got off of work because he he just heard about news. He's trying to get to where I'm at. We're in the hospital. I remember. I remember vividly. We're in the room, and they tell my mom to exit. And my mom's like, "What do you mean exit? Like, because they're pulling the into the operating they're really room. Pulling me into the operating room because they're like, we need to put him to sleep, and they need to like shock my chest. So I remember they put me to sleep. I don't remember the chest. I remember them putting the things. So you're already on asleep. You're fine. They were now that you were in doctor's. And then it, when I got in the doctor's hands, it just it just as it, your heart it just escalated. It escalated, and they shocked me. They got it under control, and they ended up giving me a, a, a medicine that allowed my heart to stay at a slower rate. Well, you know, until what? they figured out what the diagnosis was, and then when they figured it out, they said like you're going to have to have immediate surgery. So that happened on a Friday. They kept the doctor couldn't perform the surgery till Monday. So they just kept me in there on medications to keep my heart under control. We had a surgery on Monday. They went in through my groin because yep. you have your, you know, that's one of your major mm, arteries right is your here. groin. They can, and they don't have to do open heart. Very, they only do open heart when it's like do or die. Like they got cut it, it open, they open cut it up. They open it up. But a lot of times they go through major arteries. They went through your groin. Yeah. So they went through my groin. They wanted to operate on ablation. The, 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 it was kind of scary knowing it. Mind you, I'm committed to South Carolina at this time. So I'm getting calls from coaches. Are you okay? Like, we just want to let you know if you have any problems, your, your, your scholarship is honored. If you cannot ball no more, like we're going to honor you. And I'm like, cool. So at least I know that. But then the doctor's telling me before surgery, like, listen, yeah. we don't know if we're going to have to put you on a pacemaker. Well, you'll, yeah. you listen to something, you know, when you wake up, like it's kind of yeah. scary. Like the doctor's like, well, you might have to be on a pacemaker and you may not be able to play ball again. I said, if that's what we got to do, save my life, we got to do it. So we went under. The, the the valve that they had to do the ablation and ablation just for the people that don't know um it's when they burn ablation is burning they burn the valve that causes that Troubles. that, 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 like that. that right that circuit so they they either they either do an ablation or they freeze it well oftentimes they don't freeze it because sometimes that means it could come back so they just go ahead and burn it they did the ablation for me and they actually went in and the 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 valve they needed to burn was too close to a major valve and it, the surgery was at a later it was at an evening time and it's crazy how your heart operates on its own time because literally the the valve was too close and they said we're not even going to try to do the surgery they went in and they said the valve's too close if we burn this this valve or this it's core too close, gonna, to, it's too close to your uh, other stuff yeah. and it's going to really really going to put you in a, no it's guarantee gonna, no guarantee and it's going to put you in a pacemaker so then they was like 
we'll just do it again. We'll try another day. So they um they were able to uh send me home for a couple of days on medicine to keep the, the heart rate kind of consistent, still uncomfortable. Went back in another day. I think the first surgery was at 6 p.m. They did, they said, let's do it when your heart's active at its most time, which is the morning time when you first make up. So I did the did the surgery, ended up being successful. And um, like I said, that was that with the surgery thing. Went to school. Uh, I've had my fair share of surgeries at school. And I guess I kind of bring it back, bring it back into now. Right. That's why I kind of feel like a lot of things are really just like, I can't be defeated in my life. I can't because like I've, I've had... That's that's heart surgery before school. Since yeah. football, I've had, I've tore my la- tore my labrum out for the season, fractured my clavicle. That was all in one injury in my shoulder. Ouch! I've um, had surgery on my knee. I've had to remove my meniscus before. I had a high ankle sprain that's taken me out for the year. Like I've had my fair share of surgeries, you know. Yeah. Like and at the end of the day, like. God always gives me opportunity to prevail. So I just think like I try to remember all those times where it was really like do or die in my life or really hard times then where I felt like leading to now, like is football really what I want to do? Mm-hmm. Like is, is is being a professional athlete and really waking up every day, putting my two feet on the ground and say, I got to go to workouts. I got to go to eat. I got to go to a training table. I got to go meeting with a professor. I got to, because when you're an athlete and you sign that contract, a lot of people don't know, like it's a contract. That's literally, you're signing your life away, essentially. Yeah. They saying we're going to give you free education, free board, free food, free everything you oh, need to be successful. For it. But for that, you're going to represent our school on that damn football field. And that's what, the, that's what you do. Essentially. And a lot of people don't know that. And that's why I try to tell a lot of young is if anybody's listening, if you're thinking about going to play professional, whatever sport, not professional, college, whatever sport, remember that like you're living a different lifestyle. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, you don't college athletes don't get the same experiences. You know, your 100%. normal college athlete, oh, Thirsty Thursday, 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 I'm, I got to get ready for the game this weekend. I can't go. You don't get the, you don't get to fuck around like Friday. Oh, you don't, oh, you don't. Absolutely no, at you all. You don't get focus. to hang out late. You don't get, and I can only, I feel You're for those the people. You're real deal, though. You're actually I mean, like, I mean, in a certain sense, I mean, sure, the frack of always party and not, but then they stay in school forever because they keep screwing up on their grades and sure, they're fucking true, up, but you get true, the opportunity true. from a different point of view. But it was always, though, like, hey, whenever y'all did get to come out, y'all got all the love. Yeah. And that's the benefit you get from being a college athlete. Exactly. Like, you know, like, you trade the time and the workouts, but then in the end, like, at the time when you're 18, when you're between 18 and 21, yeah, the only thing that matters that is, is, is females. Yeah. And and that was one of the main circulations of, obviously, that's what's on every college kid's mind right. when you think about college. Right? I'm not with my parents. What? Females, you know? So, like, the perks come with, it, you know, signing up for classes early and study hall. You get a tutor for If you're struggling in a class, like, it's really, like, I, I tell myself, and I kind of look at kids nowadays, I'd be like, you have to be a complete moron to be an athlete and flunk school because you're just not trying. You're not trying. All you got to do. And that's what coaches tell you. Just try. Just go to class and try. We can. We'll, you will at least pass the course because there's so much help you get when you're a college athlete, you know, and honestly, just. I'm going to my fifth year senior coastal. We're gonna move forward a little bit. Yeah. It just became a time. I remember waking up January twenty, um, January twenty sixteen. I I was supposed to I graduate that spring, and um, this was when my my lifestyle really took a turn because 
at that moment, January in 2016 was winter workouts. I was going into my fifth year and it was my last year. I was like, I just don't know if I want to do this anymore. You know, like I just, I, I, and I expressed that to the coach. He understood. Now, this is when my life kind of took like the development of who I am today. So I got off the team, but coach said, you graduate in May. This was January, you know, spring semester. He's like, I'm going to keep you on scholarship. You do good. You are a smart. You're a smart kid. And, you know, I was an honor roll student. I made A's and B's. I wasn't a dummy. And he was like, "It'll help the team's GPA. So if you if you just you know do what you're supposed to do, go to class and graduate. That's all I'm asking you to do." I said, "Deal." So mind you, I had a free semester. I was getting rent, my rent paid for. How old was, were you at the time? I was only about twenty one, twenty two. Did you appreciate it at the time? <laughs> It, yeah, because it was cool that he honored it, but then again, I took complete advantage of it by like, it became it was January. I was like, cool, I get I'm getting scholarship money to pay my rent. That's gonna pay the rent. I'm gonna go get me a job. I ended up getting a little decent serving job at uh, one of these little serving places down in Myrtle Beach, and like, and that exposed me to the money side. Like, you double dipped in money. Your, yeah. yeah, so I'm getting scholarship money, so my rent's paid for. So all the money I'm getting is pocket money. Like, I'm literally. So you figure yeah. you cracked the code at a young age? I, oh, I, I thought I did. I'm like, I'm 21. In my mind, look, I'm graduating school. It became a time where I was just like getting money and working, and I literally made the decision, which was one of the worst decisions I've made thus far in my life. Today, it haunts me because I'm still dealing with this shit today, is not going to class. I, I literally flunked out of spring semester. Did you ever have to pay that back? or you're, That's the thing. That's so here's the story. It fucked me because I literally only had four classes. You just were an idiot. I just was yeah, an idiot. I was an idiot. I was an idiot. I literally was like, man, bump school. I'm I'm out. Dude, I'm out. The parties now. I'm a normal college kid, but plus one is I'm, I don't got to pay for nothing. But you did it too early. <laughs> Way too early. So, like, I remember, bro, I remember the day, like, like a week before graduation. Like, I'm, like, you know, right preparing there. to walk. I got my gown and stuff. I'm thinking in my head. I'm finna, I'm finna walk across stage. I graduated school. The head coach calls me as I'm about to get my first exposed arm tattoo. Like, I had a lot of tattoos, but this is my first arm. Like, I'm finna start, I'm, I'm finna start fucking it up. Right. He calls me right before I get in the chair and says, Kyle, what are you doing? And I said, no, nah, you know, he's like, listen, he's like, I'm, I'm disappointed in you because we kept you on scholarship and you're, you're flunking three courses. At that moment, life hit. Yeah. Because at that moment, it was like like that whole situation where like my whole face went white. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm getting Your a tattoo. You're drops. getting the adrenaline of a tattoo. Plus, like, you're thinking like, damn, should I even get this tattoo you now? Feel like, like you just died. You feel like you just died. Because yeah. I'm like, I just did did him wrong. He gave me, he literally, shout out to Coach Mowgli. If he ever listens to this, shout out to Coach Mowgli. Coach Mowgli, thanks for keeping yeah. me on track, bro. Yeah, he did. He literally gave me the the, yeah. the the keys to the gates of to be successful. Coach young Moses, man. Nice guy. He, no, I nice dude. Him so much. I appreciate him, man. Nice. He's a real nice yeah. dude. And I really I told him I, at that moment I was like I was like, Coach, I fucked up. I fucked up. And he was like, Kyle, call me tomorrow. So I called him and he was like, What's your plan? Because he's like, You're gonna fail these classes. And it was really and I'm a, my, I'm gonna tell you how deep this gets with like my whole life. I'm like, and this is me and him talk. My mom doesn't know about this. My dad, nobody knows but me and the coaching staff. 
So I'm telling him like, coach, like I gotta go back to school. Like I, he's like, Kyle, you he's like, Kyle, you have four like more classes. You you can't just like come this far and not do these courses. Like you have to go back to school. Like, you have to finish. And I said, Coach, I'll do whatever I gotta do. He's like, Kyle, I'm gonna get you set up with some things and get these these uh the people to call you. Like, fortunately, like he saved your ass. He saved me still. Like he didn't put me on scholarship, but he made sure I got signed up for that next semester for fall 2016. So he made sure I got registered and made, and he still like as I was on the team, even let me have a tutor for these courses because one of my courses was my thesis. I just stopped showing up type shit. I turned to my senior thesis in spring and it was literally like a like like where's the rest? Like it's like you're reading and it's like it's not it's completely not done. Like I literally just said at it. And it was just a dumb decision on me because then mind you now I gotta pay for school. So then I end up walking. And that's when life said it. I walked the whole nine. Family cookout, gifts, money. Little do they know, I did not graduate. So summer rolls around. My mom's calling me. You know, it's I graduated in May. July rolls around. Hey, I haven't seen your 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 uh, your thing get mailed to the house yet. You sure oh it's the right God. address? I'm like, yeah, mom. You know, I'm just making sure. And then next to you, August rolls around. It's like, you know, we haven't seen it. Like, you know, are you sure you pay your fines? Oh yeah, mom. I just paid my last little bit of dues. It should be there soon. Then I decided to quit bullshitting with my mom. And I was like, listen, mom, like. I didn't pass my classes in the spring. And she was really disappointed, like at the fact that I just didn't do the right thing. If you would have, if if you could do it over again, would you have told her at the beginning? If I could do it over again, I probably wouldn't have done it. I would have just did the damn class because now I'm <laughs> in debt, and, and and it's so it's petty. It is how petty much, how, how much debt? debt I'm. I wasn't. I'm not even seven bands in the college debt, and people look at me like. How much are your student loan debt? Like, it's less than that. Like, because I've been paying it off since 2016. So, like, right now, I'm probably at, like, sitting, like, a little less than maybe five bands left. That's five grand? Sure. Five grand, yeah. Five, and it, yeah right, some people be like, bro, I'm 60, 70 deep, bro. So, and I'm like, I guess I, I never at, took out a loan. I had scholarships. Damn, let's say, Coach Mother, he, he watched out for me and stuff because my knees got messed up. Right. And because of that, I got to do a mixture of, um... You got to do a mixture of um, two things. As in, like, I got to do tech, got my culinary degree, and I got my BA from business and hospitality. And right now, I'm only at what? Like, I'm at like 30. I'm at, I don't know, I'm at like 28 grand. Mm -hmm. But that's for what? Four years of college. Facts compared to some people. They yeah. stay 100 grand deep, bro. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah, shout out to Coach Moglia, man. And essentially, that's. Like, fast forward, um, I told my mom, like, listen, like, and this is why I say I love my mom, shout out to my mom, because my mom, she was the only one to have my back. Because yeah. my dad wasn't finna hear that. Like, I need some, I need a loan. Because you know how it is, bro, you need a loan. You need a co-signer. Yeah. You need a co-signer for that bank loan. And my mom was like, I got you. But you got to tell your dad. So I was like, cool, bet. Mom signed the loan. I'm in school. I'm doing what I needed to do that spring. We roll, I mean, that fall, it gets closer and closer to graduation when I really actually did graduate. Mm -hmm. She was like, have you told your father yet? Because I'm not telling him this. I'm not telling him why there's funds missing from our bank account mm -hmm. that you need to tell him about. That, 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 you, that you messed up with school and I paid for your school. You need to tell him that, not me. And that we ended up, unfortunately, like I said, we ended up keeping it a secret. I kept it a secret for too long. 
And 2016 was a really, like, that was that life-changing moment for me. Because I'm like, dang. Because then what happened was I graduated in, I, in December. Got, you know, everything was fine. But then I had to tell my dad, listen, like, I really was in school all fall. I was in school. And he did not have no clue. He mm-hmm. thought I was down here just working in Myrtle Beach. And he was he was very upset because mind you not that's not even just a bond between me and him. Mm-hmm. My mom basically lied to him. Yeah. Had kept that secret. And shout out to my mom. That's why I said, Oh, my mom. My mom's gonna go to bat for me nine point eight times out of ten. You know, mm-hmm. like she gonna do it. I'm I'm the oldest of three. So she 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 did that for me. And that's why I owe her everything for that. You know, mm-hmm. even today now, because my it's still a cosign loan. Like I gotta make sure I'm on time with my payments or it's gonna mess up her credit, you know, that's stuff something. like that. So and that's what really changed the game. Now during that time period of when I stopped playing football was immediately when I picked up the DJ deck. Yeah. And um I was living in Monarch at the time. Um roommate shot the cam, man. We need Yo, actually, <laughs> shout out to Cam. He just had a birthday. Yeah, right. Happy birthday to Cam. Happy birthday, bro. Wish he was here. I know you um handling your business, but at the end of the day, man, we'll um we'll connect soon. But yeah, man, we're living in an apartment with Cam. Um my homegirl Patty and um my sister Tierra. Shout out to Tierra and um whole fan. Um essentially picked up the deck, man, just started practicing um inspiration came from one of my homeboys named dj nino he's a georgia southern's official dj he djs in georgia southern their football games and stuff and he dj'd our whole life in cop and high in middle school high school he's always dj but i never picked it up until like being home with him kind of that summer and we kind of hung out and i just picked it up and i liked it i just bought my own stuff and invested and then from there really things just kind of just really it was just hustle and I, I tell everybody, man, um, one of my favorite phrases, um, shout out to DJ B-Lord in South Carolina. You know B-Lord. Yeah, yeah B-Lord. You grew up on Florence, DJ Right. You know, if you know South Carolina, you know B-Lord, period. B-Lord always say, man, your hustle has to be your greatest muscle. And I repeat that. Your hustle has to be your greatest muscle. So and those are your two biggest and, DJ and, inspirations. And, that's, and, and I, that, it stuck with me because, mind you, in South Carolina – we used to go to Jet Nightlife, man. Shout out to Vista, twenty circa twenty thirteen. We used yeah. to be in Jet Nightlife in Vista in Columbia. B. Lore used to be in there. Turn. Shout out to the Happy Juice, the OG Happy, Happy Juice. Juice. We we B. Uh, B. Lore used to serve the Happy Juice out the out the gas can. Bring the whole gas tank in the club. Pour you up his own Happy Juice, man. Shout out to B. Lore, Happy, man. I rem- Happy nah, Juice had a, a great run, man. Dude, that that's a major Happy throwback. Juice was a great. Super that's a South super Carolina throwback, throwback for real. I remember you would go to the gas See station. The Happy and Juice bottle, man. I wasn't even twenty one. Right, we was trying to drink, trying to drink Happy Juice. juice. <laughs> What's the Happy Juice about? Yeah, so shout out to B. Lore with that. But yeah, your hustle has to withstand your muscle, and essentially your muscle being your your own personal mindset sometimes, right. your body, how you feel, what's going on around you. Your hustle has to withstand all of that at times to be right. able to prevail. And that sticks with me. So I tell B-Lore all the time, man, we, 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 we chit-chat here and there, and I'm like, man, that quote sticks with me because it's true. Your hustle has to be stronger than the losses, mm. the 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 fumbles, the 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 mess ups, the the disappointments. It has to keep you going, and that stuck with me. So I really just put a lot of hustle into the DJ stuff, man. Uh, quick question for you: How what's up? How do you like everything you've been through and 
going through life right now? How do you meditate? How how do how you get your zen? Um, smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, honestly, to tell you the truth, maturing and growing up more, man, I don't smoke nearly as much weed as I used to smoke. Yeah, I um, it got to the point where like I was smoking weed in college, and it was like it was cool, and it it was it was you know it's the feeling of high, but like. Nowadays, like, I really tap in to smoking when I really want to do something creatively or when I really want to kind of go deeper into my mind of what feels good to me and not just because it looks good or because it's the thing to do or how convenient it is. You know how it is. It goes yeah. just how convenient it is to get a hold of anything you want. And at the time, like, being young, it was like, yeah, we just smoking, we just smoking. But now it's just like, you know, I do it in a, in a private setting. You know, I used to be on Snapchat smoking weed now it's just like i don't really care if you know i smoke weed you know i smoke weed yeah, like, if you listen to this you know i do but in, in the instance of any other time like my parents might smoke weed but i'm respectful about it definitely. you feel me i'm not like uh, uh i don't want to be a stoner you know yeah. like and that's what i used to be a stoner so when i'd smoke so much to where damn i'm having a session with my homies we we just spent four hours smoking weed spent money on the weed to do what sit around and joke and laugh you know i like yeah. to smoke weed now and, and be do things get go about my day or like you know just be conscious about that but really honestly just that's a good question mike just a lot of um just some mental tapping and focus i like to one thing i like to do a lot of times is i i, I do a lot of self-talks i really yeah. really 2020 i really push that to all my friends man and I, I always tell people because people really don't think about it but i i, I tell people all the time Ask yourself out loud how you feel. Always. Ask yourself. Absolutely. You have to. If you're not asking, waking up and brush your teeth or even, I do a lot of manifesting. Like, I'm sure a lot of people speak their time. I do manifesting in the car and I do a lot of manifesting in the shower because it's just times where I can be as awkward as I want. I can speak out loud and not worry about. We have a lot of Or pray out loud and I don't have to worry about, you know, who's listening to me or what. You never have to worry regardless. And if people are listening to you and it worries you. The people are the issue. Exactly. Yeah. Point blank. Because period. you shouldn't be worried about anything. You shouldn't be worried about anything. Unless right. you're doing something stupid, which you're, if you're consciously, if you're morally and consciously doing everything properly, there's nothing to worry about. But that's it sucks that that's the reality that we live with, with the mindset. It, it's just, everything's judgmental. 100%. And if you're not like the norm, then you're automatically outcast. And that's one thing you got to live with being with when you want to be really successful. You got to be willing to be outcast. You got to be, be willing alone. to be like, my mind is a little bit up here then and it's okay that people's minds be down there but yeah. it's okay for you to be have that stigma to say like that's where you're at mentally so i, t- I encourage everybody if i could say that's one thing i meditating i ask myself and i wake up and be like how how do you feel today and another thing it's okay to feel like shit sucks because yeah. shit does suck because shit sucks <laughs> yeah, i was telling definitely. my girlfriend that the other day reality. people don't give themselves enough time in today's age to feel you got him. And that's why one number one person I respect emotionally and people like would may judge me for that or maybe like think I'm crazy for that. Or, and they think he's crazy. But Kanye West. Yeah. Kanye West is a prime example of like almost like a walking zen because he always is in touch with how he feels and he doesn't care right. about what people say. Now, sometimes can he be a little far fetched? Yeah. Right, but he's that's, a celebrity. That's Hollywood. You know? yeah. yeah, That's Hollywood. But as far as a human being, we can all learn from that and say. Yo, how do I feel today? You know what? Today's just not the best day for me. And 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 it's okay to really fall back in your feelings or 
you know, talk to people about your talk to people about how you. You feel, can even break it down know? even further. And a lot of women, for some reason, and I don't mean to be, I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but from experience, a lot of women push a guy down if they cry, but it's perfectly all right for a man to cry. I cry all the time. I cry too. I, I cry. know. Some my like the girl I was with for a while, I would cry, but it was actually because I was in love with her but uh, yeah i saw her in a way that nobody including herself saw it facts and, so and there's nothing wrong feeling. with that yeah, it's a feeling it's, it's just a feeling so beautiful yeah. and because yeah. of that it caused an era of like oh my god i feel sadness but humble right but i'm expressing this because you're so incredibly immaculate that i feel something that's so strong so strong and powerful that it it makes you cry. See, it makes you, you cry. You exactly. exactly. I mean, you can't show you hold it in. You have to act like your ego and stuff. And it's like, I, you, you can't show because are you, are you allow, do you allow yourself to? Do I'm you not feel gonna like show I'm not going to be big guys crying? I'm a, or, for example, like, there's, like there's one chick, like there's one chick from uh, like Philly. And part of me is like, okay, I'm in Charlotte. She's in Philly. The way she makes me feel and everything else. But when it kind of gets to the point where, yo, know, you kind of get too deep in everything and to the point where you feel like, uh, in her case, you're like, oh, I can't be that person I want to be because I'm not there or whatever. And it's you got to like, set up the boundaries. Yeah, right. you're not doing it. You got to set right. the boundaries. Well, you got to be able to take care of yourself in that, in yeah. that man. Absolutely. Right. You can't go and say like, oh, I'm going to start crying over somebody that I just, if you guys are talking and have never met or if there's like something. No, nah, like, like we met. Like I, like I said, like, oh, like I, I, she's kind of sharp. I've been out to Philly and stuff. But yeah, when you, they kind of set that bench because it's like, Unless one of us make that move to be closer to another, it's like, what can you do? And yeah, you feel sad and your heart dropped down to your ass. What about when you make that move happen and then it doesn't work out? That's also sad. I think it's, it's sad in many ways, but it all goes back to the reality Not of really. we have to meditate. Like, it, it, I feel like in those situations like that, like for me, she, she, she can't look at me in the eyes and tell me no. She knows that. And and it's crazy how, like, oh, how, how the fuck this person that he's... 10 hours away, somewhere else or whatever. And even if he, if, if I just pull up on her today, she can't tell me no. Even if she got some other stuff going on. Right. Why? She, she loves you. She loves you, but she's scared to... You guys are both scared to... I mean, we've talked about this. Like, Oh, yeah. We had, a, conversa- we, we, yeah, we, we, we got, we had a conversation in Asheville. Mike and I have, have a lot of personal conversations <laughs> regard to areas that we don't really bring on broadcast. We're just bringing a point of view to teach a little bit about. But yeah. Yeah, we had a conversation <laughs> in Asheville. Um, shout out to um, Katie Bird. Um, I got to meet her. New Thanks girlfriend. for hosting us and uh, getting to meet you guys, you beautiful couple out there. And we had some wonderful Coors Lights before going and meeting with one of my friends who has one of the most coolest jobs that we cannot talk about on yeah. this podcast. Yeah, definitely. And I got to run into a Coastal Carolina um, legend, party legend, Jameson Bovich. Oh, man. Random him randomly. Who's that? You guys know each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were everybody knows everybody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you how crazy. <laughs> it was. We went to like we went on. He was like, "Let's go get some food." We typed in a random restaurant near us. Right. A random restaurant. Pull up there. It was closed. And yeah, we went up there. We can't sit down. Somebody just come up to me like I'm in Asheville. Well, no, we pulled up a random restaurant. It was closed, and we just ended up going to a so random no, area. Yeah. So it's even further random. Completely random. And yeah. then what happened? Guy just goes at the table. Guy comes to me. He's like, Mikey. Yeah. And I'm looking around. <laughs> and, 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 and the fact that he says that, like, yo, says Mikey, like, he, right. that person actually, actually knows, knows you. you. <laughs> and I looked up. I was like, oh, God. 
Jameson Bach. I haven't seen this kid in like like five years. Oh god. He has like a beard and everything. He doesn't look like the little he don't look like that like that um like skinny, like frat urban white dude anymore. Like he really grew right. up. Like he he grew up past them bush ice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Bush, god! That's... Hey, you know something that's crazy? Out there, like I was talking about y'all hearts and stuff like yeah. that. So I guess I'll open up by mine. So go for it. Um, I think Cal knows about it. So it was around like 2015. I thought I actually was having cancer. So I have a hole that's underneath my heart. Okay. Uh, so I go through a lot of like I don't I don't talk I don't like talk I don't like complaining about. It. So you don't have to complain, but you could talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and if it's if like people know me, like they, they who know me really well, enough, so like if it's if it's really bad, I'll start coughing up blood, I leak blood, I'll shed blood. Oh, wow. And I've been going through that, and like it got to a point they say, well, it comes from stress. Now, what fucking career I pick? Working in the kitchen, right. <laughs> being management, and that's one of the most stressful. Is is yeah. one of the most stressful, right? Yes, Up and there. and people who knew me like beginning of college and the transition how I am now and even in like, in between that people tell you might calm down a lot like I'm not as crazy as I used to do I'm not out there because I can't do too much I can't do whatever because I will legit die like it'll be like this year 2020 has been an interesting year because part of the most I coughed up I started by coughing up a bunch of blood again I'm leaking but like it's to the point where it's like Really, like over the last what, like six months, um, out of a, like out of those six months, it's probably been maybe, maybe six or seven days. I didn't leak blood. Damn. Did have you have they checked? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, I noticed. Is it I, had, I have like a huge medical bill because of this. What um, is it? Uh, it's like is it a, fixable? Not really. It's the whole thing of like they put me on like antidepressants. There's nothing they really can do. It's just that you the stress causes that yeah. to happen. Is that literally a stress factor? So you're fine with? Are you okay? Yeah. Are you no? oh yeah? Are you like okay with like when you don't stress? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are okay. you like if but, you smoked weed, would you still be caught? Like if you were able to if you were able well, to meditate and zen and and, and figure weed, out weed own. helps bounce me out and stuff. But it's just like. I have a very interesting, I've seen a lot of stuff in your life, like, from the age of 13 to the age of, what, like, 23, I've seen at least one person get killed in a violently way. Right. And, or 2020, I've seen, what, four people get shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a type of PSD. And some stuff I don't like to talk about, it's different stuff I've seen, I went through in life, but like, I've seen that's crazy, that's messed up, like. I don't like talking. I don't like seeing it. And Kyle, you you can agree with me. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. like growing up black and definitely in the south and in the, in the church, Christian church. I don't do therapy. I don't do that. If there's something really wrong with you acting out, or oh, you go to church and they pray for you, right? That type of thing. And yeah, you're, you're right, bro. Like I was just you're you're heading right to the corner. I was about to speak about like you know piggybacking off what you said, like. I think, like, in which your question to your answer to the question was, I'll probably beat you to the punch, but like, definitely, it's just, is, and that's what I was gonna tell you, like, is it, is it a black thing? Because I think sometimes in our, in our community, it's, it's really frowned upon for us to be emotional. It is. Yeah. And that's, and that's it's, what unfortunately, it's, it's, it's the black community. I don't, I, 
I, I think it's a stigma that like I don't think it's only black community. I think black community probably has a strong part of it, but I mean, growing up uh, in a Persian family, right. I mean, right? I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, mean, I had my, I didn't grow up with my Persian family, but I have Persian family. My father was Persian, and that's a very dominating, very dominating and toxic culture, in my opinion. Right. Of you are either an alpha. And you're the best of the alpha, or you're an absolute nobody, and you're completely disregarded. And I've been disregarded by my family for for years. Not not my whole family. My siblings and I are close. My cousins, they've told me straight out, you're dead to me. My father's called me on the phone and said, I will never talk to you again. I'm sitting Shiva, ripped his clothes, haven't talked to him in seven years. Like, wow. there's a toxic, a very strong toxic aspect of not just the black community. It's but men. 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 And it, it, it's, it's men. It's men. It's men, and it needs to change. People need to be able to be comfortable with themselves without being told by some other dude stop the fucking shit or be bullied, and then another chick go after the toxic guy without understanding the aspect of this guy is a piece of shit versus right, exactly. understand the guy crying probably has so much more depth than he can learn how to be that or is that, but he's not vulnerable enough to show you an area because of all the bashing. Right, and people totally disregard years of bashing for personality, and it's. It's a whole intertwined, and you're right. That's what it is. It's just it's a circle thing. It, that's what it is, and, and it's just so unfortunate. Like, I I in my relationship, just a little bit. I try to be as transparent as possible. A hundred percent. And I you feel need like if if I'm able to, if my partner is able to match that intensity as far as dealing with my emotions, because I tell anybody, it's it's difficult dealing with me. It is. I'm I'm a very emotional person, but I'm emotional because I care. I'm like that too. I'm emotional I'm, only I'm, because I care. I'm easy and, to all, and only that. because like I do right by people. So I would hope and unfortunately it, it, it the pro, the thing I'm learning in life still as days go by and being an entrepreneur and also dealing with nightlife industry is that I had a situation Saturday. I don't, I'm not going to talk about it, but people will just not do right by you. In the most simplest ways of just like humanity, just do the right thing rather it's like Making sure you paid on time. Or if you broke something, pay for it. It shouldn't be a question of like, of like, oh, I'm going to do this for it. No, it's just a simple thing of if if I hire you to do a service and if something got broken or or something didn't happen right, like I'm making sure that because I, your services, I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. Yeah, And that's why I'm emotional. I'm emotional because I don't do wrong by people. Exactly. You have a really great. Code yeah, I think of people ethics. that do wrong by people are people that are non-emotional. But and that's think about you're, numb. It. you're not. You're not thinking about the logic behind you. Don't you care. You're numb to the emotion. You're numb to your emotion. There's no sympathy. It's me. You're so right. It's being a dick because we've been there. We know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you, you probably were there at one point. I don't know. I mean, you seem like a sweet guy. You both do. But we've all been, I mean, I'm a very sweet guy, but I've had my stages of being a dick because I have to have that unknowing because I was a sweet guy. Right. And that's where I have to learn how to balance the two personalities. And that's because where I'm it's at. weird because attracted, it's the law of attraction. And you got to have the beauty. But unfortunately, unfortunately, we also have to have an alpha side, but not a toxic alpha side. And women, I'm going to call women out. They got to understand, stop asking for that shit and look for the nice guy or the guy that can be dominated, but not the toxic shit. Man, or find be, how to make a guy dominant because they can be. You're totally right. I was telling my girlfriend just the other day, man, like, and it's crazy because, like, you deal with relationships in your life. And I feel like I like to think my, my relationship is very, like, ideal and where I want it to be right now with what, what we're doing and things like that, which is great. I try, to t- I try to tell, yeah, that too. I try to tell people that, like, like, certain things you just shouldn't have to deal with. 
Exactly. Like, and it's just, and it's just like, it sometimes it takes you to be in a good relationship, but like, I also think like, some people just don't want the best for themselves, and they, they don't just realize. Simply don't. They, they don't. don't, and they don't realize, and it's so unfortunate. I see like, and sometimes the key to that is these people need to stay by themselves for a while before they like they can go in a relationship, pull themselves out, and fix themselves because that's the key. Right. That's the key in their own evolution. Right. To you growing. Because if you're always submissive in a relationship and you don't have time to know you, how are you supposed to be the best you for the relationship? And if you're always dominating in a relationship. How are you? <laughs> you can't ever expect you got to be the switch. Yeah. And you have, I think, I, you know, I get there's BDSM. Are you guys into BDSM? Are you familiar with that culture at all? I know it's a little bit of a, a switch, but it goes into this actually in the psychological aspect. I mean, it's a little, it's different. It's different, but if you look at where it comes from, you know, some people are very into a kink factor that is a psychological kink. So whether somebody is getting bruised because they like the pain, somebody gets uh, degraded because they like they the like that somebody's type of controlling. stuff. Yeah, but it's understandable to a certain area of trauma, but it's also understandable in a fun, beautiful manner of bringing it to a relationship because. Why not be the most kinkiest, fun thing you can be with the one with person? One person with one and person. And learn how to and gear learn, that and, and use learn, life, and have learn, fun with it. Learn things like, oh, I didn't like that. Did you like that? Me neither. So let's Throw go ahead and do something else. Let's do something else. And if, what, where, where, <laughs> why stop it there? Like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Let's stop it. Why not just go to like, all right, why not? Why let's, didn't we like it? You know, so what was it about it? it? Let's it's fix it. it, it I be fun. trying to tell people, man, relationships are easier than you think they are. You're just overthinking it. just requires it. you to just make decisions and do right. Because like, ultimately people like to think, and you know, it's always something. It's always, well... I don't want to put my heart out there for someone. I tell people this. Don't put your heart out for a rate. I, I, I tell people this. If you're scared to play the game, we'll never win. Exactly. If you don't gamble, you, don't you have a 0% chance of winning that, that deck or that, that card or that, that hand if you don't play the game. You got to play people, it if you, if you're not ready, your heart, If you're not ready, ready. Notice I said ready, and that's what goes back to you said about being openly prepared and preparing yourself to be in a, a great relationship and for yourself, you have to be prepared to lose. Yes. If you are, if you can't ask yourself, if I lose this person, will I be sane? If you're not prepared to lose, don't date. Cause you're going to lose. I tell girls all the time. Girls be funny. I, be, I used to, before, before I got in a relationship, like I used to be like, how many, t- how many times do you want to get married? One time. Right. But you're going to, so and I'd be like, that's why I was like, you, you, you're not going to love every relationship you're in. You're not. You're, you can't go into every relationship thinking I'm going to marry this person. Because uh, guess what? That becomes a very toxic thing because you're thinking like you only want to get married one time. But how many guys have you dated? That means you loved each and every one of them. Right. That's illogical. You, you, you have to evolve. You have to evolve. You, you could, you you could love to. them, but then you got to also understand do you even love them or are you in love with the idea of them? Are you in love with their characteristics or are you in love with their personality or are you in love with their looks? Those are absolutely terrible reasons to be terrible in love with somebody. Terrible reasons to be in love oh, with Oh, well, somebody. I'm in love with this person's personality, but I, like, I have a great example. Somebody I know is the sweetest guy to this woman, right? Sweetest guy, but she was like, I don't like your personality, but you say everything right. You do this right. Oh, wow, I wish my guy liked this. Oh, I wish I had you when I was younger. Oh, wow, you're perfect. Yeah, but I'm not into you. Right. 
But the last person was the one that was a narcissist, was rude, and you're in love with him because he was a cute guy. But, but he where did nothing for you in your life. Like, he did nothing for you. Know, you but the other guy was the one that did She's capping for the mandom. That's all it is. Yeah. She's capping for the mandom. That's a lot of cases, too. And, and that's unfortunate. That's why it... That's, that's exactly. That's, that's why I just be like, it's that's unfortunate. That's toxic it's for unfortunate. the woman. The woman needs it's to... It's unfortunate. I would say women in that case are, are toxic to themselves. And, and because they're searching for something so dangerous. I solely believe that because I'll be honest with my girlfriend. I told her, I look at a lot of relationships and be like, you know what? I'll be real. I take a lot of blame. Guys do be like, sometimes be the, the lighter to like the flame to, to problems. Relationship. Like gaslighting? Yes, because we're men. Yeah. Because we're just naturally men. Men like having more than one. But you know what? That's... Men like doing it. Men like feeling masculine. Men like the idea of having multiple women. Like that's a, it's, it's a, it's a, a scientific so, I'm going to say this. Like with me, I guess because I got three older sisters, I got my mom. So I'm in this whole thing of like, I can't like if I if I look at girl, yeah, I'm attracted to you. I might want to hook up with you. I might have a little situation with you, but you're not going to get that commitment out of me because I know that you're not the one. You can't commit. See, and that's just your that. But but that also needs that, to go on from the beginning. Your situation, right? You know? And that's just and it's okay. And that, like you said, that's, like, a, that's I, the thing from the I, beginning. I have plenty of friends where I'm just like my yeah. homeboys, just like look, I'll spend money with you. We'll go on dates. You know, I'll do this, but I'm letting you know I'm available to other people, but I'm available to you too. Now, like you said, and that's the female. You it's a point your... for the female. But to then make the, the female does the same thing. Do. Females do the same thing. That I mean, that's the same. They do the same thing, and it's about how do you react to it. I mean, hell, I'm in love with somebody, but that's the same reaction I've gotten in the past. Was I can't commit to you. I want to be with other people, and I'm like, oh well, this sucks, but I love you. Right. So how do I even react? Is I just you love the person, you can't really react. You let them do them because you love them too much. Facts. And you have to because it's almost like you know yourself. You're mentally not prepared for that person or to be in a relationship with that person. And that is okay. And they're not mentally prepared for and you. they're not ready for you. And I think a lot of times we think like sub sub um, like trading out time. Oh, I was with them for a long time. That's not a reason to get beat. Yeah. That's not a reason for yeah. someone to do you like that. Oh, I've been with this girl and she's done so much. That's not a reason for her to cheat on you, though. No. Because I tell people like this, you can meet somebody tomorrow and love them. Yeah. Think about how quickly life can change. You can walk yeah. out the door and meet somebody at the store and be like, damn, this is the girl of my dream. She does everything right. That my but even then, she might not do. even be yet because time. Time is time. all about timing, man. It's all about it, also it's perfecting about yourself constantly. Yeah, you got to perfect yourself constantly. And you can't like, give up on you that. You got to get in space. Even if fellas you're and females got to get in relationships where you're still yourself. Yeah. You're you, but you're committed to something. And that's why I like, say crazy stuff. That's why Cal be like, yo, when Mike out. And Mike going to say some crazy shit. Yeah. The other and night, Mike came up. We, 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 we were at a house party. <laughs> and then Mike came off real like. Hey, I, I like you, <laughs> like, and I'm not gonna say nothing crazy, but I'm just gonna let you know, like, that's the sitch. I might gotta cry. Like, I was like, that's Mike. That's that's Mike. I say the most off the wall off stuff. The wall. Game. Off but, the wall, off the wall. But it's not but off the wall. That's just but like, it's honest. But it's yeah, real. Yeah, it's real. It was just off the wall because it was just like, like random. Oh, it was okay, random, thanks. but it was like it was random. But it was it was it was it wasn't off the wall. It was off the wall in the instance of it was just like a random situation. I used to say like, way more. Crazy yeah, right. And I'd be like, I'd tell people like, I'd be like, bro, yeah. you don't know what's about to come out of Big Mike's mouth, bro. You <laughs> never know. You know but yeah, you're right, man. Like it just goes back to just making decisions, man. And I wish good energy on everybody. Everybody deserves to have somebody they love, bro. Rather shoot around, surrounded by friends. We only got one life to live, and I. We've been in the middle of a pandemic, and there's people out here still 
wasting time. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. The one thing I learned, I've been new this, but I guess this pandemic really forced it and really made me it be like, it's true. It for it, it really made me seriously realize and really made me understand the concept of like, yes, we need money, but the most viable thing in the whole entire world is time. Time. We also need each other. You can get, you get your money back. Money is going to come and I learned that through pandemic, man. Money is going to come and it's going to go. You know what I'm saying? But like this like time thing, it's people out here emotionally unhappy. It's people out here like wasting time at bullshit jobs they don't like. Like me as a person, Kyle, I preach to anybody. I don't care if you are a stripper or a homeless person. I ask you, do you love what you're doing? If you say yes, then cool, bruh. Do that. Live your life. If, if if I don't care if, if you're you're a dude and you out and you hoe and you 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 sleep with a lot of women. If that's what you like to do and makes you happy, live your life. But also understand there are people that aren't living their best lives. When a pandemic has clearly showed us that out of our control, life ain't promised. We don't we don't know what's gonna happen in January. We don't know if some may flip. And I pray to God, like, it's not like some revolutional thing. I'm not, but I'm just speaking wild stuff because it's, this is wild. A pandemic is wild. A pandemic is wild. Biblical shit, right? Biblical, but biblical biblical and timely because things like this don't, we've never had anything like this happen during our lifetime. You know what I'm saying? So just think next year, the virus could evolve. You get a virus, you might instantly die. So I try to think with people like, yo, we're in the midst of a pandemic. Live your life. Get your life together. And if you don't know what living in your life even means, it, it can be simply just breathing and looking at your arm and yeah. seeing your hair and understanding How the you blood, feel. the yeah. flow, feel your scalp, allow everything. Everything is, that's what life that's what really life is. Because it's, it's your body is your temple and that's the sanctuary that you, the godly gift that we have. And you only get one. I mean, I believe you only get one, but like, you, I'm not gonna die and ever come back and be like this again. There's never gonna, there, there's never, you've never ever seen a person die twice. Somebody said that the other day. I was, I was like, wow, that's true. Cause you don't die twice. You no. don't. Everybody so, dies and it all happens. And it happens. And that's just the end. So I'm trying to like, I've, I've been pushing these past couple months, you know, during this pandemic. And I think that's what's giving me comfort with my career in DJing is that everybody's going through it. My neighbors are going through it. I'm going through it. You're going through it. You're going through it. Everybody from from the president to me, everybody's dealing with this pandemic and it shifts everybody's life. That's giving me comfort. Yeah. But also thinking, how can I surpass with this? You know, how can I make sure that I'm mentally okay? I'm physically taking care of myself, that I'm doing things that I love to do. And that's what thing that's brought me back into reality about this pandemic is that life is way, way, way too short. It is. It is. It is. I mean, you've almost died. It is. You've almost died from a heart attack. You've almost right. died from thing. I've almost died from multiple accidents and a heart attack. I mean, we're an anomaly. I'm, I'm definitely an anomaly. I know with the, I've barely hit the, 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 really heard the cherry on top of all my shit. Right. We, we're, we're anomalies in a, in a certain sense, and everybody has their own journey, but. And that's what I think brought me, like I said, this sense of humbleness is that almost all, everybody's journey is almost like some type of intertwined because at the same time, 
you ain't gonna wake up tomorrow. You can go to Alaska. We still gonna be in a pandemic. You can go to Africa. We it's still a pandemic. You can go to China. You, you can, can call your buddy in Pakistan, Pakistan right Pakistan, now, and they're, they're stuck so with their family. The same the damn thing. They're doing the same thing. So it's not like I did that, that gives me a yeah. sense of comfort knowing that like it's not just me. So I have to continue to be positive because yeah. if I'm here, just think we're seven months in the pandemic, right? And we're still here. We're still healthy. We're still doing the things that we like to do. Like that's life to me. You know, we may not be doing it at the level we wanted to do. We might have had plans this summer. We might have wanted to go out the country or do do other explorations. But we're here today, and I know there aren't. We turn on TV. There's people dying at a at a at a rate, and it's also dying at a rate. It's like uncontrolled. Right. It's uncontrolled. It's not like it. we're we're having like a, a, a war, you know, and people are just like shooting people and dying. It's like people are like dying uncontrollably. So you really have to take life every day and say like, yeah. I mean, you're actually, you're actually going do back to that last comment. Day. It's not like we're going to war, but maybe, maybe we are. I mean, we're we're definitely at war with a lot of different things, especially here in our country. Yeah, looking looking like you know what I don't like talking positive, and I'm not going to talk positive. I'm not going to talk politics. Yeah, just talking whole, down. Yeah, that's basic, not even yeah. this for this podcast. Nah. So if you tuning in, we not been. We're go not that touching direction. politics. We're not we're just about talking to do about that. the air we breathe. We're just talking about what's going on around us <laughs> in society, how it's affecting what we've seen, man. Right, it's what we've seen. It's like what you've seen. I'm sure if you're listening, like everybody, if you rather you listening in a, to this in the car. Or if you're just in your home chilling, or if you're in the shower, or shower, yeah, yeah I mean, whatever, yeah. Somebody, whatever if you're in the shower, comment and let us is. know. You in the gym, whatever you do is making you happy. <laughs> we just know we're all in this together, okay? We we are here, you know what I'm saying? If you feel like you need to reach out to somebody, reach out to your friend, reach out to your mom, call reach your out to call us. your mom, reach out to us, you know, leave a comment, you know, leave, DM one of us, you know. I, a little goes a long way, man, and and at the end of the day, you never know who you impact until they really reach out to you and tell you how much you influence them. So, and you guys don't realize do. you probably all influence. Uh, you, I, all of our listeners probably should know that there may be a bunch of people that you have no idea that you may have influenced in your life. I mean, I catch up with some of my friends from 15 years ago. I'll get on a call with them, and they'll tell me how I've been the most inspiring person of their life, yes. and I don't even you didn't even know. I had no idea because I've been going through my own thing, head down, smiling and doing my shit and going through my journey. But with that said, imagine how many of you guys may have impacted somebody, whether you said something once, maybe you did a stupid thing that made somebody laugh and you may have regretted it, but you made somebody laugh and then they had to question themselves why they laughed or maybe they appreciated it. There's so many different areas that we all get flustered on and you're never alone. You always have somebody, you have yourself, you have somebody else and when you're too weak, to hold yourself up will help you get there. Right. And that's, that's, that's what we're here key. as a human race to keep everybody There's no moving fucking along. black, white, yellow, brown. That shit doesn't exist other than our freaking minds. We're all one. I don't care what color your skin is, what language you speak, what dialect comes out of your damn mouth. You are all fucking one person. We are one. We're light of energy. We're a human and race. That's exactly. what we are. We're all human homo sapiens we are all you cut one person they're gonna not bleed purple it's gonna look you cut all three of our blood right now we take a piece of it's gonna look red obviously it's different but it's gonna be red it's, it's gonna be same. red and if you look it's at it you don't cut nobody in their, their blood's yellow we're all human at the end of the day and that kind of leads me to my next thing what you're talking about with just like um just like um like the the acknowledgement piece of everything with the with the dj stuff um that's one thing that I've I've struggled with 
is is the acknowledgement piece and like you said you never know who you influence and apparently like i i i become an influential person here and i think like sometimes it's it, i try to never be too high never too low so you Humble. think about the transition of coming from myrtle beach to charlotte transition to being flex me flex up me go to being um kyle janice is like how 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 do you look at that transition and during that transition, how you feel like you matured or how did you grow? Like, what, what did things that you realized that a Flexo Amigo couldn't realize right. then into now? That's a great question. That's an awesome question. Um, Flexo Amigo was just like college me, you know, like I didn't know where DJing was. I, if, if somebody would have told me four years ago from 2020, 2016, when I graduated and said, Kyle, you're going to be in Charlotte DJing at a pretty high platform. I really, I don't know if I'd really believe you. You know, I don't know that. And I think that's just one thing that kind of stuck with me is moving here, man. Like, it's it's just been strictly just hustle and connecting. You know, connecting with people like you, connecting with people like you. I don't know when we'll connect again, but it's just funny how, like, tides turn and you end up just connecting and connecting and connecting until you hit the right people. And I think one thing with me has just been um, really just staying grounded and, and staying humble because people forget. I think... I'm going to just speak real here in Charlotte. I've learned like a lot of people are here for different reasons. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'll just sure. say that. I won't That's say, true. I won't go into depth, but That's I'll true. just say. I, I totally understand you're what you're right. You're, I don't even got to well, go. Actually, right. you know what? We'll right. You can go right. a little bit in depth because I actually don't know. And well, he's okay. New, he's new to this, okay. the South East Coast. Okay. And well, then the, our audience is all over the world. Here in Charlotte, like to me, Charlotte is a very millennial-based city. Like you're not going to go outside downtown and find nobody really older than 40 years old. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think everybody, I think a lot of people, especially in my industry, I'll speak about the night industry. People want to be popping. Yeah. People want to be happy. People want the clout. People want the, the the popularity. People want people want to look good on Instagram. I hate you the know, clout. and and I hate it. I hate, I it. hate it. I I, I say don't mention me in that word. Don't please don't don't. I don't want to be a public figure. I don't want to be. I don't want to be a a little mini celebrity in the city that's not what i came here to do i came here to do one thing and that's play music and that's what i like to do genuinely respectfully so it's like don't a lot of people in charlotte like the clout and the in the in the People get lost in the cloud. They get in lost Vegas. in the cloud. I, I don't see. I don't see people go. I don't see people go. Oh, you. Oh, Vegas. You just damn sure seen people come. I'm in the. I, go. I was in film and entertainment for ten years. Yeah, so right you now, see so the rise I, and the fall of people. You see where people step on the scene and they're like, "Yo, I, I'm hot shit." But like, well, you're a dog, fucking nobody. You don't have a car. But hey, you don't have you a got, car. You walk you back and forth on I'm set. You don't have a car, but you got you got ten thousand ten thousand followers. Where's your money? It's, it's your... more people with fo- more followers than their in their name than they're in their own bank account, and right. I'm not even bank watching nobody. But I can just yeah. I can just tell by your hustle. I'm gonna what give you. I'm gonna give an example right. of somebody who got lost in the cloud and like end up having a downfall. So it was actually a person that I end up meeting, end up becoming good friends with him through through Kyle. Then at one point, he thought he was the man. He was out here running around. Hey, I do this and do that. Then someone goes away. He people pitch a fit. Then people will come up to me. People will come up to him and be like, 
Yo, you need to get your man. Your man's. Are you associated with your man's? Like, what's my man's doing? What is he doing then when I'm not there? Like, what's going on? And I think think a lot of it, too. I know there's a couple people in Charlotte that's been here. Definitely when, like, our little coastal crew came up here. And they kind of gravitate towards it because we're different. Like a lot of shit, like they've been doing in Charlotte. We've been doing this. We we've been doing this. Or may not doing it, but we've been exposed to seeing the shit. We've been we've been seeing this stuff at a high level since since we were like eighteen and nineteen. And now they're like, okay, we just moved to Charlotte. They didn't really go to like a big party school Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, or they go to UNC Charlotte Johnson. Where they like, and then now they're actually going out because they're now twenty. One and twenty two and stuff mm-hmm. now, and we were like, yeah, we have been doing this and seeing this since we was like nineteen and, 20 and eighteen years old. That's funny. Yeah, man, he's right, man. A lot of people just get lost in the sauce, and I think that's yeah. what's created my focus since I hundred percent. I had somebody that would bring me down all the time. Like when I, him and I met, this guy would tell me he was a hot shot. He made movies in L.A. He did a bunch of movies and all over, but. He, he was all ego and sure he may have done projects and sure he knew what he was doing but he thought he was the hot shit and yeah. everybody else sucks and he talked down on everybody to where he's like I don't really want to hear any of this I don't, I don't really want to work, work with you I don't want anything now. to do with you I can't deal with you putting everybody down I get people maybe doing that repetitive stuff thinking they're cool but you're not doing any better because these people are working and you're thinking about the money and you're calling this guy out while well, he's an eight He's a B-lister making his way up, but he's a working hard guy who's a simple down-to-earth friend. But you're going to talk shit on him, but you're on welfare. Right. And that'd be the stuff. That. And that'd be the shit, bro. That'd be the shit. And sure, shit. a lot of people are on welfare. And it's, I'm not saying anything wrong with that, but don't go and talk down on somebody who's working hard just because you're not doing it. Even if you right. try, you're still not doing it. So you got it. It's consistency and non-complacency. Because complacency is death. And that's when you're sitting in your in your living room saying oh i did this and this guy doesn't know what they're doing no you're sitting in your living room because you you gave up right no and that you're right that's what that's what a lot of charlotte is it's a lot of people here that like i, I like to think of it like this people like to work collab you, you working in let's collab Straight and i'm collab. at that point in my career i was like i don't want to collab i don't know collab money. isn't a word like collab it means like almost like a cheap way of saying how can i get over on you like if, if someone reaches out to me with an inquiry and says it like is. How can we build with one another? How can we work? That's what I like to hear. Yeah. I don't like the let's co- let's work, let's collab. collab is just no, too let's bu- not. You gotta be a buddy to somebody. Right, like, exactly. It's like a buddy word. You like, can't go to a collab. colleague. You can't go to a colleague like that because your colleague is that your colleague. Right. And even your friend, unless you guys are are neighbors or like you always see each other. Let's grab coffee. Right. All right. Yeah. Let's collab. But if you're not grabbing coffee or on a on a on a day to day with your buddy. No, it, it's, it's, it's it, business. It, it becomes business. And it's business. Right. They say right. That, like, they're, they're professional talkers. And that's what exactly. That's what bothers me. It's like it's a professional talking thing. It's people that like, oh, like, let's, let's do this. Let's but whenever it's push, push comes to shove, they're going to shove you and right it's out the And sometimes it's not dog. about the lingo. It's about just do it. Because some people just are quiet and do it. Or fast talkers do it like me. I'll either shut my mouth and get everything done. Or I'll talk my way through it and continue doing it. But not I don't talk the talk. I walk the walk walk the walk I don't like but you have to start somewhere you do you do and sometimes do. it's perfectly fine but you gotta have your goals of what are you gonna do with that talk to talk when what you, are you get gonna do there. with that, that that uh what's it called something syndrome where you, you fake being something fake it until you make it yeah there's like this, there's a syndrome that they call of it but I forget the name 
I believe in faking it until you make it. Yeah, I believe but, but, faking it until you make it too, until you become artificial. You have industry plans. Until you become like, until you become something you're not. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it's problem. unfortunate. That's what we mean that's by lost inside. Yeah. It's faking it, you make it, it is cool. But it depends on how hard you're faking it. Because I know people that's faking it like, there are people that say, oh, I have so much money or like, I'm doing this and doing oh, that. Oh, that's a red, red like, flag. And I'll be like, bro, you don't even have a car. Bruh. That's right. You don't even have a, yeah. a house, but like on Instagram, I love that Instagram is a. Vi- if you're listening to this, Instagram is a toxic place. I suggest if you don't want to do anything business oriented, stay away from Instagram. Unless you know that when you tap that icon, you're tapping into a virtual world, and it's that deep that where Instagram it's and Sims. Twitter. It's so deep, the concept of just tapping in with Instagram, that people, you have to prepare yourself to tap in with Instagram. Because if you're not prepared for what you're about to see, you will get lost and you will get sidetracked from what your purpose is. You will. Brilliant fucking way to put because, that. Because, bro, think about like People this. People scroll. They scroll. They scroll. You scroll they and scroll, all you're seeing, no, notice on your timeline when you open Instagram, you don't see no, you see people bringing attention to negative things. But if people are posting pictures... Nine, ten times, this is something they want you to see, right? No one's ever going to post they fucked up their car. No one's ever going to post, um, fuck, I don't have rent this month. No one's going to get on their timeline and tell you, yo, I I don't have enough how many rent people, this month. How many people you know what I'm saying? But they'll go posting. post a picture of them looking fresh as fuck. Of them, they got the new suit. They got the new shoes. Well, don't forget that. Or they in somebody's section. Or, or they popping bottles. Or, or they using or they the only right fans way. link. Or they only fans link. They gonna show you <laughs> Instagram and social media as a whole is what people want, want you, you to see. see, and that's when you really think about that. You, you can't start to trust think like anything you, you can't see. trust nothing you nothing. see on there. You can't you gotta trust know anything. somebody as well as the back of your hand because all that shit that you see on the it's, the it's fabricated. It's all fabricated. Unless it's content. real, and even when it's real. <laughs> Don't even look too much into it. Research it. Right. Do research, your own research, 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 man. Like, There's so much fake shit fake that pisses shit. me off. Like including those MLM. I forgot. Oh, uh, it's a it's a it's documentary on um yeah on it's, social what's it called? social dilemma. So watch social dilemma on Netflix, man. I was it opens you up to a lot of that. shit oh my God. about how Instagram is is literally watching you. And I mean, they have to. That's how they make money. That's but how they know what you like to see. If if you looking at if if you a guy. And I'm just being real. This is like kind of all, all revolves on what we've been talking about today. If you a guy and you on Instagram and you always looking at ass pictures, are you always looking at females? Are you always looking at porn on your Instagram? That is the type of shit you gonna always see on there on the favorite page on your timeline. You're gonna see females rotation, and a lot of times you can tell though? you can tell what people yeah. what they look at a lot simply by what's on their timeline. Yeah. And my shit is nothing but DJ shit and my friends because I don't like to get sidetracked and look at all that other fabricated shit on Instagram. Mine are positivity quotes and growth. That's what you look at a lot. I'm sure yours is what? Food. Because that's what you look at a lot. Food and 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 guys will be like, man, I'm trying to be loyal. I'm trying to have a girlfriend. Likewise. I'm like, bro, you're on your Instagram and you're looking at all this fabricated shit. You're mentally, you will not be able to process that you, i i was looked I'm down because i didn't that. have this sexy body that other people have like the thickness because i'm skinny so i was looked at as a fucking skinny guy and right like why because i was being i was being looked at instead of all of my deep side i was looked at as the guy from another instagram that I was compared to right exactly it completely destroyed 
all possibility based off somebody's in, uh, weird perception. perception. I blame I blame Cam for me being <laughs> all the, the doing all the um thing on social media because of him. I got fucking the unlimited tender. I blame Cam. <laughs> and I tell you, all that LP <laughs> shit, Tinder. I blame Cam. All that, if that's what you want to do, do what you want to do with bl- the social media. But at the same time, you got to know there is a time and a place. And, and, and we've all been victims of it. We've and we been, also got to know who we're phone. swiping right on and, and knowing what these people. We don't want to. F- people go onto dating apps with intentions that are unfortunately fucked up. Like, I want to fuck this. I want to fuck this person. And I'm never going to talk to them again, but I'm going to play it for three weeks. Play it for three weeks and let it and go. every guy and I, and I, is and like And I just be that. sitting there like telling guys or guy, girls, they be like, oh, yeah, I'm on Tinder. And I'm like, You're, you don't want a real relationship. I mean, let's just no. keep it at being here. Like, do you really? How does, how does it sound? And sure, you're telling your parents, yeah, how did y'all meet? You know, at the store, you know, or at school or what? And uh, we met on Instagram. We met on uh Did you guys know Tinder. each other before? Did y'all know you each fucked? other before that? No, we just kinda like Tinder came. Do you guys know anything about like, each other besides for how you feel inside each other? Man, Tinder is a dangerous place and take it from take it from myself. You'll fuck around and you'll 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 See, get yourself in a situation. You be, don't the best get way, it, the best way the best way to say, like if you meet a girl on Tinder, you meet your parents like, Yeah. I met her at a bar. <laughs> we did Coke in the bathroom and ever since that was it was it was like a Love matching hands. AKA Tinder. <laughs> Literally. We met. We, did, you guys, did she bring the coke? Did you tell her before she showed up to bring the coke? Right. Like, no, no. <laughs> it, 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 just, it just happened. Like, oh, I saw her and made eye contact at the bar. We did we did, we did. did a couple of rumplement shots. You, you know the vibes. The most organic way to meet somebody, if you were even looking to be in a relationship, is just honestly just be the cool guy that stays quiet. That's why, like, I'll tell you, bro, Cam be having so many opportunities to be in relationships with people, but I respect him because well, God, he, don't I, want. he doesn't want one, and he makes it very clear, which is okay, but typically the guy that's, that's just around, you know, in the friend group, oh, it's girls, they might be pretty, but you don't got to talk to I don't give just a play cool. fuck about that stuff, yeah, I can't, cool. I, I dated this girl for a year, and she was a narcissist, and every, she wanted everybody to, to, to appreciate her. But when it came to my interactions with her, it was, it was, I would be across the table from her. She's looking at her phone nonstop and I text her like, Hey, she looks at it and back on it, like raises her eyes, does not acknowledge. And that's like, that'd be that shit, man. Yeah. Not only that, she was cute. Ever since then, I realized I don't trust beautiful women. And it's not that I, 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 cause people are born that way. It means jack shit about your personality. Plus she... She reeked. She smelled like oh, man, the worst yeah. hygiene ever. Hygiene is a ever since then. I just I don't I don't huge, want a relationship. Huge. I'm in love with one woman, and I'm not with that woman, so I don't want shit. And I stay away from people because people are toxic. But that's why I spread light. Right. You see a girl, she could be a ten, but her attitude could make her a seven. Or, or no, no, or, or like social media, she could look like a ten on social media. But she living on her homegirl's couch. She yeah. lived for the... I call them weekenders. She lived for the weekends. Man, she lived to be in, in, in the section. I look at those people like, as background people on earth. They're just here to stay in the background. Just and literally like in a party and, 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 and try to eventually hit a come up do they to exist? where you're, you're leached on to someone else for your own well Do they exist? And they do. 
I think they do. But if you look at their spiritual complex, do these people actually exist? Or are they here oh, to like cause? spiritually? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like they're physically in their body here. But are they but spirit? Is there a spirit no. there? Or are they just airheads? They just, and they're they just, they just. I want to do like the women, man. I'm going to find me a nice young lady. She's going to trick on me, have her nice little job. <laughs> Let you come live with her. Yeah. And then when he's, then when she done with you, I kick your ass breakfast. right out the house when she done with you and keep hey, it moving. Then but, you right back to score her one. I'll go with the rival. Hey, no, no. You can trap me. Hey, just, like, just like the women do. Like they find a dude, do the same thing. Then they feel like, all right, I want this dude. All right, cut. Hey, I'm going to end up pregnant. Just do the vice versa. Right. She's going to end up pregnant. Yeah, and that's how it goes. I'm saying man. vice versa. I, I, hey, hate, I hate this people, people put Like I said, I, I'm an equal opportunist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Women do that to us. Why not should we do the same? Well, no, because nobody should do it to anybody. Facts. That, that's nobody should, it shouldn't statement. be happening. Should, it shouldn't be happening, dog. If you feel like you got to go in a relationship to really trap somebody. Like, no. Be no. Like, I want to go in a relationship like, to be equal, love a person, make love, have a fuck ton of sex, make good food, and make memories. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's not about all that other external shit. It's about how do you make the most boring thing just fun. simple and fun. Go to sleep. Cook. Go do activities. Go hiking. Give somebody a kiss. Like These are the things that, that to me, are more exhilarating. The simple shit. Right. And then all that goes in there. And then there's a whole fucking Pandora box of fun. Right. You got like a whole lot. You, you keep the intimacy gotta, private. In the intimacy private. Yep. And there you go, bro. That's your relationship. It, 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 you do things that make you happy with that one person. My girlfriend's my best friend. I spent every. I've been all day with her. But it's almost unsung. It's like unconsciously because it's like this is like my best friend. Like we'll be we'll be on a TV bored as hell. But I'm with my best friend, so I was it makes like the that, time better. Like, yeah. and that's the way it goes, man. Like, my twin. I call her my twin, but she's she needs a lot of space. We're not together or anything, but, uh, you know, everything we ever did together was just so, it was like the, the was time insane. stopped. Right, exactly. And time you, didn't exactly. exist. It just flew two years past, like, fucking that. And it's the most, it's like, it's unexplainable. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's I was like, like, like that, there. then, yeah. With the girl from Pennsylvania. No. Uh, the lesbian <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it was like that. Like it was bad. It was to the point where, man, my my name was looking spooky back in Myrtle Beach. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, that, that's a whole. Nother, that's a whole. Nother, <laughs> <laughs> that's oh boy, what that mess we'll talk about later. Yeah, yeah that's me selling that's my soul to a lesbian chick. <laughs> that's a, that's a whole nother battle of the beast, bro. Uh, sold my soul to this. Yeah, hey, this was like a really good conversation. Oh no, I, I believe like I believe a lot of the folks got an idea. You know what, like just in general, not just with me, but obviously, you know, y'all starting this up. I think this is a good idea, man. I think a lot of people are gonna listen to this. I'm definitely gonna have some people listen to this because I know there's some gems on this bitch. Yeah, definitely. it's definitely some gems. If you didn't take anything from this, like you definitely took some gems. I may not have taught you. We ain't really talk music much like that, but that's cool. We talk cool. about life. Right. That's, that's, life. That's, that's what, what it's about. about. It's not it's about, about the job yeah, we do. It's, it's about, about who the we are. Transparency with our lives. Like I'm a normal person too. I go to the store and put 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 my pants on the same way everybody else put they too. One you put it on in. before or after yeah. your underwear. Oh no! Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's some, it's some weird people out there, <laughs> but ultimately, like at the end, in the end, like I can appreciate y'all, man. This was dope. Um, Definitely, y'all having me on here and uh. Once again, this is cool. If you uh, listen to this, you can follow me 
on Instagram at Kyle.Genesis. Uh, Twitter is DJ Kyle Genesis. Uh, follow me. Shoot me an Instagram message. If you got any questions, if you want to book me, you know. All the links will be at the bottom. Literally, we're going to make sure that's all in there, and I appreciate it. Definitely. You can feel free to contact Kyle directly. Um, You contact us if you ever need Kyle. We are here to connect everybody and really create this mission of unity as a whole. So, you know, we're so thankful to be able to have Kyle here and talk with you. And by the way, you'll see probably a photo later. We'll post a selfie with this, but Kyle's wearing a Blast from the Past shirt. Hell yeah, I got a a Pizza Planet shirt. We're just going to say that if if you made it to this part of the podcast, go ahead and comment. (laughs) That you know what Pizza Planet is, right? Where it's like, from. please, if you're a '90s baby, you should know what Pizza Planet. We're not even finna tell you no details. You should yeah. just know what Pizza Planet is. Like, yes, if you're sir. a '90s baby, period. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> just remember, we love the claw. Just kidding, but there's only one way with Rock'em Nation and Yolo with Yo Yo Mike and Kyle, and the only way is uh, all the way up. All the way up, man. Appreciate hey. y'all for having me, dog. Thank you guys for stopping by, and we'll talk to you soon. Rock'em Nation. Rock'em Nation, feel free to follow us, and we'll talk later.